TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You are entering the News Vault from KCBS Radio. Flames and the smoke. I have a tape recorder in my hand. Now nobody would think of doing that. The newsmen were blocking the door. It worked for a couple of seconds. Bringing the sounds of history back to life. Here is your host, Stan Bunger. And welcome back to the podcast. A reminder to uh, listen toward the end as our genial host, Mike Cleary, gives you the social media addresses for the podcast. What we've found is fascinating is not only the sounds of the audio that you hear in the podcast itself, but some of the imagery that we can bring to you, the photographs of tape boxes, handwritten notes, and other things that were left behind with these bits of analog audio that we've digitized and made available through the podcast. So again, Mike Cleary will give you that information at the end of the podcast. This episode is a fascinating one. Frankly, uh, had never heard anything quite like this on KCBS. This aired on November 5th, 1965. It was an episode of a program called Spectrum 74. Now, this is about three years before the all-news era launches on KCBS, but the station was deeply involved in news and community affairs at that time as well. This episode was hosted by Hilly Rose, who passed away within the last year, would go on to a long career as a talk show host, and it examined the defeat of a bond measure that would have funded the reconstruction of the War Memorial Opera House in San Francisco. You talk about a guest list. That day, Hilly Rose was able to attract to the studio at the same time Saul Hirock, a legendary impresario who lived to the age of 85. It was a man who was an agent for, who financed, who was involved in numerous productions uh, in the arts from stage to music. Literally a titanic figure in the world of entertainment. One guest. The other guest, Louis Lurie. Louis Lurie, many San Franciscans would recognize the last name. Bob Lurie was Louis Lurie's son. Bob Lurie eventually owned the San Francisco Giants. But Louis Lurie was a major force in San Francisco. He had come to the city uh, in 1915 and built the first motion picture house in San Francisco then. By his mid-30s, was a millionaire through real estate deals. Built nearly 300 office buildings in San Francisco and elsewhere. He owned a huge chunk of San Francisco at one time, as well as the two major legitimate theaters in San Francisco, the Geary and the Curran Theater. Owned the Mark Hopkins Hotel at one point, later leased it out to the Lowe's chain, and then got involved in a big lawsuit. At any rate, Bob, or rather Lewis Lurie was front-page news himself. But to have both Hirock and Lurie in the studio at the same time must have been quite a coup for Hilly Rose. And then the broadcast began. It was a spirited exchange. It turned out these two giant figures were on opposite sides of this Opera House reconstruction bond measure. Hirock favored it. Lurie didn't. And the two began to argue during the broadcast. At one point, there's a commercial break. You can hear them arguing going into the break. They're still going at it when it comes back. As I was digitizing this episode, I noted some gaps on the tape. And I wasn't quite sure what had happened. 
Well, near the end, Hilly Rose explains that he was responsible for the gaps. He had cut the microphones when he felt the conversation had gotten too heated. We've decided to leave those gaps in, so what you'll hear is exactly what KCBS listeners heard on November 5th, 1965. This is Hilly Rose. Program is Spectrum 74, as you know. And this afternoon, a rather special edition. It's a rather special type of news conference as well. Uh, You certainly know about Proposition B here in San Francisco. You know that the final vote was no, 126,823, yes, 60,794. It's my understanding this is one of the worst beatings of a bond issue in the city of San Francisco on record. How many no's? How many no's, Mr. Chirac? Uh, 60, I'm sorry, no's were 126,823 as opposed to 60,000, yes. So it's just about... Twice the amount. More than twice. More than twice. Just a little over twice. I think we got 31%. 31% is up to that is it, and I think we got 69 on our side. Roughly that. Now, the two gentlemen that you're hearing here in the background, is uh, one is Mr. Saul Hurok, who, as you well know, is a man who's been in the business of presenting culture to America for over the past 50 years. His name is associated with uh, some of the very finest that has ever been brought to these shores from overseas. Also here, Mr. Lou Lurie, who personally came out against Proposition B. And yet, uh, I don't know whether people know this, Mr. Lurie, you certainly have invested a great deal of your own money in much of the Broadway shows. Uh, Hello, Dolly is a show that you have a great deal of money in. And so people can't really say that you have no interest whatsoever. in. Does any plugging? Doesn't, Dolly doesn't need any plugging. What do you want to plug, Mr. Sherrock, before we begin? The Royal Davies Valley. The Royal Davies Would you, would you move, in just a little, move in a little closer to the microphone if you want to plug it? It's yeah. what? It's the Royal Danish Valley, one of the greatest companies in Europe, opening tonight at the seventh in the Memorial Opera House. Well, now, gentlemen, uh, the reason we've asked you both here is because Mr. Sherrock has been uh, making some statements the last couple of days. He's been in San Francisco that have been making the front pages and... Uh, uh, concerning what San Francisco did in Proposition B, and because uh, Mr. Lurie is one of the foremost proponents against this particular issue, we thought it would be good if the people of San Francisco had an opportunity to hear both of you and your opinions. Now, let's see if we can't get something going here. Let's see if we can't get something positive happening. Now, Mr. Hurok, what is the basis of what it is you're saying? Why are you so upset with the fact that the people voted down this particular bond issue? You don't seem me upset very much. No, you, you should be upset. You live in San Francisco. Yes, I live here. You, you should be upset. Well, why should I be upset? Because it, it, it didn't vote for the proposition. Well, what difference does that make? If uh, so many of the fellow San Franciscans well, didn't I want pre- it, why I should pre- I be upset? I prefer Mr. Lurie to open the, the discussion. You prefer Mr. Lurie to say something. Well, Mr. Lurie, what can you say other than that you, won, you had quite a victory? Well, the citizens of San Francisco use darn good judgment. I know I'm not allowed to use the word damn, I think. (laughs) Anyway, Mr. Yorok made a statement to a very prominent critic here named Alexander Freed. I don't happen to know the gentleman personally, but he's been there for a quarter of a century more. He called Mr. Yorok on the long-distance telephone. Mr. Yorok made the following statement attacking me. And here it is. I'll read it to you. You can bet that the people against it are real estate people who want to protect their own traders. You consider that a personal I consider that a damn lie. Mm -hmm. Number one. 
Well, why, sir, do you feel that that would be untrue? There are a lot of people who say, Mr. Lurie, that because you own the Kern and the Geary, that this was a matter if of... If I tore the Kern and Gary Theaters down and sold them, there'd be no legitimate theaters in town. Then the people here and the newspapers and the public would have the right to attack me. And they would, and I wouldn't blame them. There'd be no legitimate. It would be the only metropolitan city in America without legitimate theaters. And I can sell the current theater, lock, stock, and tear down and make more money than I could ever make out of the theater. I happen to be, I guess, a ham at heart and love the theater, and I w- I'm not going to tear it down at the moment. Is it a losing proposition for you or a moneymaker? The Gary is an, a losing one, and the, and the car makes a little, not too much. Well, Mr. Hurok, what was the basis of your statement, then? My statement is the, uh, the principle involved in that San Francisco is one of the, one of the leading cities in the state and in the country, practically, who went forward to the cultural institutions here. Within 33 years ago, where the San Francisco has built the Memorial Opera House, and since then, 33 years is a long time. The Opera House now is just practically, it is uh, the sanitary conditions and the electrical equipment and the chairs and everything else in that house must have alteration. And that requires money to reconstruct that Opera House and make more room, more space, uh, and the, uh, you, you realize that that opera house has been taken by the opera by the San Francisco from beginning July 1st till November 1st. After November 1st, the orchestra moves in and the orchestra takes up three days a week. Consequently, you haven't, you haven't got the time, the time they left for any attraction or any companies, not mine, any companies, to, to, uh, to, to, uh, to perform here. You haven't got a, you haven't got a house here for the performing arts. Well, now, the people against B said that the Opera House was dark something like 155 nights out of the year. Why should there not be room for you? I don't know about 155 nights, but I'm telling you that any time you want to bring an attraction from July 1st to November 1st, you cannot get the house. It's taken by the opera, by the San Francisco Opera. Rehearsal period and performing period. Well, then, Mr. Lurie, you're not really against culture. You're not against opera I was or one symphony. of the first men in San Francisco for this. Mr. Wilson Meyer, the president of the Opera House and the Veterans Building called on me about six months ago. An old friend of mine, a tenant of mine for 23 years. He came up to see me, spent 15, 20 minutes with me, told me what he wanted to do. I was for him 100%. And as he was talking, we never talked money, but as he was talking, I was figuring up in my mind what the cost would be. And I figured three million, he kept talking four million, five, maybe six, seven million. And I was for it. And as he was leaving my private office, he had his hand on the doorknob. And he said, Lou, have we got your blessing? I said, you bet you have. He said, I'll send you a brochure about this in about a week. A week went by and he sent me a brochure, $29 million. And I, I was aghast on it. And I called him up. I said, Wilson, I just got your brochure, $29 million. You serious? He said, yes. Oh, I said, I can't believe it. Well, he said, I'd like to bring Phil Boone to yours. Phil Boone happens to be the president of the symphony. It's not only for the opera house. It's the institutions you're going to build. You're going to build a great center. Right. It's essential for this city particularly. That. I'm coming yeah. to that, Mr. Yorak. Well, we haven't got much time. And if you're going to stop well, at the $29 million. Well, if you want to quit now, I'm willing to quit. I don't want you to quit. 
But let us get I to can't. the point. Well, I'm coming to the point if yeah. you'll listen. He made an appointment to bring Phil Boone to my office with him. Mr. Wilson Meyer did not show. That's six months ago. Phil Boone did. Phil Boone talked about my four grandchildren. He talked about culture. I was for everything you said. I said, but I said, Phil, what is the income going to be out of this thing? Spending 29 minutes. He said, I'll send you a proposed statement. I have not received it to this day. And I haven't seen Mr. Wilson Meyer to this day. And these are two leading men in this fight. Well, gentlemen, isn't the issue here not that we don't want opera, not that we don't want... I'm for the opera here. Well, isn't the problem that you feel, Mr. Lurie, that this was a bad issue, and if somebody had come up with a two or three million dollar issue for refurbishing, or eight million, for refurbishing, you would have been for it. Certainly. Well, Mr. Hurock, would you have been satisfied with an eight million dollar issue that would have cleaned up the opera house? Well, you don't need eight million to clean up. You need nine million to clear up that house. To reconstruct everything, the electrical equipment in the house and the chairs and sanitary conditions to make that house properly fit. Nine to million? To the performance. Nine. That to the opera house? Yes, right here. Here's 30, the figures. You got 3,200 chairs. Spend 100 apiece, that's 320,000. Here's the figures. Nine million. I by a lot of bum architects, probably. I don't know. Well, the, the figures have been taken estimates in the last two, three years. And it's a question of the taking estimates that could get cheaper. It's a different thing. But the amount of money we spent is not... And the citizens are not going to pay the taxes. It's not a direct taxation. What is it's not? A taxation You're wrong. Tax. Yes, it's right when here. You, when you spend $29 million plus $9.5 million interest, that's $38.5 million, the poor people have to pay it. The sales tax, that's phony. But call it... It's not it's funny. Here's the facts. Well, never mind. I'll, I'll give you the real fact. Okay. Well, gentlemen, I mean, let's get this back. Is it a sales tax or is it a property tax? It's a sales tax. Well, now, wait a minute. There's a man named John Smith. He's a Catholic. Married, very happy, and he's got nine children. Unfortunately, I'm a widower. I've only got one mouth to feed. When he goes out to buy shoes, he's got to buy 11 pairs of shoes for his family. I only have to buy one pair for the sales tax. This whole thing is ridiculous. The sales tax goes right into the treasure of the city and county of San Francisco. This thing is, it's, it's a hoodwink on the public. The city control. You want to tell me, you want to tell the they supported groups, all the, all the labor unions, labor organizations, all the citizens that come here, all them. Labor was against you. Labor's right you here for it. I got labor here too, that was Well, I don't know who Union Labor Party here. was against it. Longshoreman's Union was against All the labor unions are supporting Mr. Murray Weiss and all the best citizens of San Francisco. Yeah, you mean all the blue bloods, yes. I don't know another difference of blue or red and white. Blue. Well, you go back to Russia and find where they get. I don't have to go to Russia to find them here long enough uh. to find out if it's San Francisco as well. I've been coming to San Francisco often enough, and I know exactly what San Francisco uh. stands for. I don't want to get too personal in this thing. You, you told me I'd go back to Russia. a bunch of Russians at the Mark Hopkins Hotel. Right. Would you own Wait a minute. I just got the memorandum from Johnny Parsons, former manager. The bill you were out for $1,600 entertaining these Russians. <clears throat> you, never, you never paid a nickel of it. I didn't pay a nickel. I Johnny. challenge you. What's it, Mr. I John? challenge you, though. Okay. I'm don't tell me that I don't pay my bills. I didn't say that. No, you said I that said, he said that I didn't I'm pay a bill. I'm telling you what Johnny Parsons said. I don't care what he, he said. I don't care what he said. I paid my bills. And you didn't pay it. They were for a bunch of Russians. 
Well, now, gentlemen, I'm, we're talking about I'm culture here. I'm giving for Russians or for everybody else. I entertain people. I believe it is entertaining. I'm glad but you don't do. tell them they're not paying the bills. Do you ever pick up any checks for dinners or lunches in New York? They tell me you never put your hand in your pocket. Well, that's not true if I want to tell you something. I, I wish you would put your hands in your pocket as much as I do. Well, gentlemen, let's and get I'm into And I'm not that. as rich as you are. I'm a poor man proportion to what you are. Huh? This is KCBS like and KCBS uh, FM, uh, the like voice of San Francisco. What kind of a woman are you anyway? The kind who's more flattered by a bouquet of daisies picked just for you than by an orchid from the best florist in town? Do you adore Tchaikovsky? Well, you, my dear, are a romantic through and through. Why, you can't even serve spaghetti without a little amore. It's women like you who fall in love with Lowry's spaghetti sauce mix. Because this mix has all the exotic ingredients only a gourmet could gather. Little black mushrooms from Latin America. Herbs and spices and seasoning, cheeses and onions. Lowry's provides making, but it's you who adds the flavor of your own personality. Your favorite herb. It's probably romantic rosemary. A pinch of seasoned salt. Anchovy fillets and the atmosphere. Candlelight. Goblets of heady red wine. Spaghetti. A lowly dish. Mm-mm. Not the romantic way you make and serve it. But that's the kind of woman you are. And Lowry's spaghetti sauce mix is made for the likes of you. I just got a new Chevy for my wife. Who from? Ingold Olsen Chevrolet. Van Nesson O'Farrell. For your wife? But he saved me a whole week's pay. New Chevy for your wife? Yeah. I wonder what Ingold Olsen will give me for my wife. <laughs> Hey, Charlie, you know I felt like staying home today? Yeah, why? Oh, I had this crazy sore throat when I got up, but my wife gave me a, a, a Spectrophin tea lozenge, and boom, I felt better right away. Oh, I'm telling you, that stuff really does the job. It's like getting first aid for your sore throat. To get first aid for minor sore throat pain due to colds, get Spectrophin tea lozenges from Squid. Spectrophin tea gives local anesthetic first aid that soothes away sore throat pain fast. Spectrosum tea is available without prescription at your drugstore. Spectrosum tea for first aid for minor sore throat. The liar. All right, gentlemen, 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 please. Uh, I think we're here to discuss what was going to happen to the city of San Francisco. All the time, and yeah, I yeah, yeah, gentlemen, yeah. gentlemen, please. I can't allow you to attack each other. Now, let, just let me finish one thing here. The uh, products that we talked about, the Spectrosum tea, are available at these and other fine pharmacies. Parkview Pharmacy at 2600 Judah Street in San Francisco, and the Clayworth Tennyson Drug Incorporated at 1120 West Tennyson Road in Hayward. Mr. Hirock, you do not live in the city of San Francisco. I think what really is at issue here is Proposition B and whether or not the citizens felt that the $29 million, which Mr. Lurie claims was even more, was properly spent. Now, what I'm asking, sir, we know it's been defeated. Now, out of your experience and culture in 50 years, and you know what goes on in other cities, what is your suggestion positively for some good to come out My of this? My suggestion is, I understand that some statement has been made in the press that private contributions should be collected for the purpose of having the building the culture center here. So I say if it's private contribution, the same as if started in Los Angeles. The bond issue in Los Angeles five years ago and ten years ago has been defeated as well. It takes a great leader like Mrs. Norman Chandler to get the, get the things going. And uh, the private contributions have contributed a great deal to that center. And that center now is a model for the whole world, for the whole country. And I, I, pro I propose Mr. Luria has offered to give money for the for the for the for the center. 
I offer, I'm a, I'm a founder of the Los Angeles Music Center. I'm a founder of the, in Washington, of the, of the, of the uh, Cultural Center. I, can, I place $25,000. My contribution to, to, to the cultural work in this great city. Who are you going to give this $25,000 well, you, you have a committee here. It's to be organized a committee. Well, I'll pledge. I'm the first one to pledge $25,000. As soon as you have your committee, you have a committee. There's a paper. There's a, there's, that's the only way to start it. The one man has a half a page in one of the papers I saw that he says we should collect money from everybody else, not from not direct to the city. Do you think San Francisco really cares that much that they would come up with enough money? Well, San Francisco has cared enough. It's built an opera house. It's built a, it's a wonderful museum. It's built a music as a civic auditorium. San Francisco has built a lot. San Francisco has an art commission which is spending money on music. And the citizens pay 1% or 2% taxes so that to, to promoting good music. Yeah, 15,000 children have attended the San Francisco Opera at a special price. And so you have 25,000 more, so and the, the opera goes, how many opera goes you had here? Um, over 75,000 out of civic organizations and so on. Well, some charges were made yesterday at the Bay Area Regional Arts Council in which they suggested that the problem is that too many socialites are involved in our culture, that it depends upon who gives the best parties as to who controls culture in this town. Who should best control? Well, I don't agree with it. I think the question of the, the, the Memorial Opera House, everybody gets the benefit of it. It's not on the social uh, class or the, whatever they are. I mean, I don't I say that everybody who hears the, the school children have 15,000 school children have seen opera. 25,000 children have seen different concerts over there. The symphony concerts are there. Well, what do you mean only the social uh, the socialites are getting the benefit of it? Not the masses, not the public? No, this charge was made that it's the socialites who control the culture. It's to their taste. Well, I, the committee is practically a very good committee, a very prominent, the best, the best, uh, the best citizens of this city. And if you trust the mayor, if you trust your officials, you should trust them probably to organize the venture. Mr. Leary, what about it? Do you think? I, that... I adore the mayor. I know Jack well. What the hell does he know about opera? Well, we're discussing the Bay Maybe Area Regional. more than you do. The Bay Area Regional Arts like Council. Listen. I don't care about ballet, but I'm the man that brought the New York City ballet here. The only man that put up a guarantee of $105,000. Well, you thought you were going to make money on it. You're, a, you're not telling the truth. I tell the truth. You're lying. Well, so you lied. Then. Yeah, well, you're I a, don't want you're to a liar you when you say so that. don't tell me I that. I put it up for two years. You want to put up, you, you want to bring the, the, city, the city center ballet here to, to, to lose money? Senator Barbara? What are you talking about, Barbara? I mean, I said, the city center ballet to bring here to lose money you brought over here? About. You said you brought over the city center ballet here. Well, gentlemen, while we solve this problem, we'll take this short pause. <laughs> If there's a baby in your house, be it a lord or a lady, then hark to what the Gerber folks say on bringing up your baby. Quality can come from many things. It can come from the special, flavorful way Gerber fruit juices provide the precious vitamin C baby needs every day. And Gerber means high quality for you and for your baby. Every can of Gerber fruit juice contains enough vitamin C to meet baby's daily requirements. And that's true whether it's Gerber's orange juice, apple juice, or any one of Gerber's nine juice treats. Newest of all is Gerber's mixed fruit juice. Five delicious fruit juices in one. Discover the goodness of Gerber fruit juices for your baby. Remember, too, that Gerber say babies are our business. Our only business. 
We're talking with Lou Lurie and Saul Hurok in a rather heated discussion here. Gentlemen, uh, I wonder, Mr. Lurie, you said you wanted to make a statement. I got one statement. Right. This is a San Francisco Examiner. This is a guest article, an editorial, by a very prominent gentleman here that led the fight for Proposition B, and his name is Robert A. Hornby. He's the president of the Pacific Lighting Company. And here's a statement he made over his signature on a guest editorial. Last year, 31 major and international shows, including the famed Bolshoi Ballet, had to go elsewhere because the War Memorial could not accommodate them. Well, that's a lie. I'd like him to name two of the 31 he's talking about. I don't know who they could be. Yeah, but sure, if not for the Fox Theater, we wouldn't give the performance. Oh, that's several years ago. It was two years ago, Aldi, the Fox Theater. The Fox Theater? Yes. Well, you got $1,000 in your pocket? You got a bet. The Fox Theater, we gave the performance. Two years ago? A, you couldn't get a memorial opera Two house. years ago? Maybe three years ago. Oh, now you're maybe three years. Yes, I don't see that. It wasn't years. two years ago. But we had to get the Fox Theater. And I was there at the Fox Theater. Yeah. I know all about it. Well, Mr. Lurie, what do you suggest we do now? You're here in San Francisco. You live here. This is your town. You invested uh, your money and your time and your prestige. Let's... What do you want to do now? Well, listen. Wait a minute. Uh, I'm not... Uh, listen. I'm not an opera man. I am not a ballet man. And as a matter of fact, I think I'm a kind of a, a pretty good burlesque man. But they got good ballet here. New York City Ballet. I went out to see it. Mr. Herb Cain, when he's a columnist in this town, made a statement that Louis Lurie hasn't been at the Opera House since my old good friend Irving Berlin was here, and this is it. <laughs> All right. Let him sue when, me. Truth. When were you there, Mr. Lurie? Well, I brought the New York City Ballet here. I must have been there then. I was out. I knew the managers. Good many of them. And I was out there maybe a half a dozen times Mr. the first year. Mr. Lurie, I'd like to get back to my earlier question. I think the problem that people of San Francisco are interested in is what are we going to do about the Opera House now? What are we going to do about the culture? Let's say that Mr. Hirock, for the sake of argument, finds that he cannot bring his attractions into town for lack of space. What do you suggest we do? That's up to Mr. Hirock. That's not up to me. In other words, you're against Proposition B, but you have nothing I got, I to propose for I got nothing with Mr. Hirock. Concerning Proposition B. Now, this was a proposition that you were strongly against because you felt that it was bad for the people of San Francisco. Very bad. All right, now what do you think? And the voters said, said so. 126,750 some odd. Against 60,000 said so. Well, would you have any objection to a private fund such as Mr. Hurock is suggesting? I suggested that. I said, Mrs. Norman, Buck Chandler, that lady, and a wonderful lady, got out and raised not quite a roughly $20 million. And they needed more than that. So they needed 13 million more, and they got a revenue bond issue out. No obligation to the city and county of Los Angeles. All that Los Angeles did was give them a piece of land and nothing else. Last year in San Francisco, the Opera House and the, and the Veterans Building, which is run by Wilson Meyer and that, and that crowd, they come up with a deficit of $436,000 that the citizens of San Francisco had to pay, and they paid it. 
They all got their tax bill and ain't got a raise this year. Now, what is this about? Well, it's about the Opera House. I assume that's what we're talking about, Yes, right? sir. Definitely the Opera House. There's no raising a property tax here. It's a lie. Here's the stuff. Here was the question. Well, this is a matter of great confusion here in San Francisco. There, where, Mr. Leary, are we raising a property tax for the Opera House? Well, last year they lost $436,000. Who paid it? Did you, did you give them a check yourself? I didn't know. Did you, sir? Uh-huh. Yes, I did. Through my tax bill that I got three days ago. And this came out of a property tax, not a sales Certainly. tax? Certainly. And the Proposition B, however, was based on sales tax, right? Sales tax, right here. Definitely not. Harry Ross, the city controller, said it would raise the property tax 10... 11.24, something like that. 11.46. Well, would you explain that, Mr. Leary, because many of us are confused on that point. Since it is a sales tax situation, how does it get to be a property tax? It's our understanding that Proposition B provided for this money to be raised out of sales tax to pay back the bonds, right? No, I don't agree with that. You don't agree Why with that? Why didn't Mr. Harry Ross say so? He's well, the city controller. He well, said, Harry Ross is for it. That may be. He may be for it. Well, Mr. Hurek, your, your understanding is that it was to be paid out of sales tax. Right. Well, what's the difference? It's, it's the poor tax. people that pay it. If it's, if it's sales tax, it's worse than a real estate tax. Well, now, if it's sales tax, doesn't that mean that people coming into San Francisco but share in the tax? Yes, but, but how about the people that live here that's got to buy their living pair of shoes? Mr. Hirok, how about them? I think that the uh, culture, knowledge, is the greatest thing in this world. Knowledge is the thing that will build a better life to live, a better country, better people, and it's a great factor to help the youth of this country, of this city, more than anything else. Give them knowledge, give them education, culture, and this is an essential thing. Your San Francisco Opera has done wonderful things. Your orchestra has done wonderful things. Your ballet has done wonderful things. It's traveled all over the world. has done a lot with your ballet, the same thing with your orchestra. And I think now this, a, a, this is a question of it's essential thing immediately to do the alteration for the Memorial Opera House in order to to house the opera, to house the ballet, to house the different attractions of the orchestra as well. And that's a must that you have $5 million immediately, plus a house for 2,700 seats, you're able to house the, the additional attraction that we have no place. And I would willing to guarantee for 40 weeks you give me a house of 2,700 seats or 3,000 seats in San Francisco. Well, what, 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 wait a minute. Opera, you use it 14 days a year, 13, what do you mean, I 40 weeks? I guarantee 40 weeks. Well, you made a statement to, to, to Mr. Alexander Frieden. Here it is. You could... Three houses. Give me you'll three houses. Three, yes. You'll fill three houses. You're bringing some shows here. That are supposed to, you're bringing a couple of shows supposed to be booked into my theater. But one performance. Well, your theater, you know what they do with your theater, uh, in New York uh, and all over? They spend millions of dollars to to to. That I just I don't know when you've been there. I just put in nine hundred and two new seats in the balcony. I put in eighty four new little chairs here recently. But I reshared the whole ground floor. I'm not speaking by the seats. Well, gentlemen, what are you talking about then? About a wall renovating the whole thing. The whole thing is renovated. Gentlemen, uh, 
Mr. Hurok has you offered... Now, you're supposed to be a great producer. I, what the hell did you ever produce in your lifetime? No, I'd like to know. You you get shows already made. We haven't got enough you time. Know, I was... Never produced... Name one show. You brought a lot of important shows, yes. If you I would... Take my hat off, if yeah. my record is... I, my record I is an open record. I want book. you to name one show you produced. Now, I'll give you one where you got credit for, for producing. I produced 50 shows. My 50 years have devoted and you, dedicated my life you to the social it. life of this country. You show me Never mind. 50 shows you produced. I'll get $50,000 of any charity of the world's names. I was the one the New York Times editor says whose profession today to decide who did more to popularize the classical music as Europe for the government for records as Europe is. My profiles in every that. book and every magazine, life magazine, all the oh, books and all lie. over the country and you're, all over the world. The now you're the first one who don't recognize my words. You say I'm a liar. I didn't pay the bills, you tell me. Now you'll have to I prove only it. said one bill. This I challenge Johnny you. Parsons I told challenge me. you about. All right. I challenge you. Send a check to Johnny Parsons. Never mind. I'll right. check with you. Mr. Lurie, Mr. Lurie, would you match the offer that Mr. Hurok has made of $25,000? Uh, more than match it. How you much will you give? I don't know. I don't want to hear that. Gentlemen, I think we've gone as far as we can go with this. I appreciate <laughs> your coming in this afternoon. Uh, I don't know that we've solved any but problems. I'd like to get one thing here. I can't understand. This great gentleman, great Sal Hurok. Where are we now? He's going. He's produced fifty shows himself in the fifty years. I will give fifty thousand dollars any charity you name. You, Ellie Rose, give me the names of the are fifty shows he produced. Are you here to sneer me to trying to find fault with my work that no, I have accomplished up till now? Well, if no, you didn't have a semantic difference, you have brought great way. shows here, but you didn't produce them. Have you brought any shows here? Yes, sir. From Europe? No, sir. All right. I never been to Russia, and I never want to go. Never my Russia. What's the matter with England? What's the matter with France? What's the matter with Denmark? What's the matter with Japan? What's the matter with India? Mr. Hirok, when will you present this $25,000 check to the city or to whomever you will That's go right. to? As soon as the committee is appointed, the committee is going to get private donation. I, my pledge is there. That's all. And Mr. Lurie, you will more than match it. Is that right? Oh. In other words, he's okay. for it. He's not against it. That way I'm not against it. Well, let's do it now. There's something you've accomplished that he's for. He's for the venture now. I'm oh, fixing up. Don't put words in my mouth that I didn't say. Hirok and Mr. Lou Lurie. Okay, boy. This is Colonel Wilhelm Trink, Commandant of Camp 13, from which I am proud to say a prisoner of war has never escaped and never will. Shh. I'm Colonel Hogan. As long as we keep the Commandant thinking that way, we're okay. But if you want to know what really goes on in a prisoner of war camp, watch Hogan's Heroes in color. Tonight at 8.30 on Channel 5. with Chloractin is the cavity preventive toothpaste that does more. For brushing with new Q keeps teeth bright, delivers a new and different taste, the cleanest ever. Q 
Chew, recognized by the American Dental Association's Therapeutics Council. They say Chew has been shown to be an effective decay-preventive dentifrice that can be of significant value when used in a conscientiously applied program of oral hygiene and regular professional care. Brush after meals, watch treats, hear good news at checkup time with... Mr. Lou Lurie is leaving right now, and Mr. Hurok is still at the microphone. I just wanted to mention, for those of you who've been listening and concerned about the big holes in the programming, uh, I had a little button here which I pushed every time that I felt the conversation was getting just a little bit too heated. Mr. Hurok, I do want to give you just a moment, however, to mention that the Danish Ballet is in town. It's here for how many days, sir? Uh, seven performances. Tuesday's the last performance. The opening's tonight. And I would like the public not to meet this great performance, and the great performances, which is... The outstanding, one of the outstanding companies in Europe. Thank you so much, Saul Hirock. Remember to follow the News Vault from KCBS Radio on social media. On Facebook, we're at News Vault Podcast. On Twitter, find us at News Vault SF. On Instagram, we're at News Vault. Until our next episode, you are leaving the News Vault from KCBS Radio. the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.